This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, April 22nd, 2018. What business are we in? We are in the landscaping business. Good morning, Connection Church. Good morning. Welcome to week two of our series, What Business Are We In? Last week, we were in the news business as we share the good news of Jesus Christ. This morning, we're in the landscaping business. And good morning again. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks for coming today. Would you pray with me, please? God, thank you so much for the opportunity today to look in your word, in the Bible, and uh, learn more about you and who we are and what this landscaping business is all about. We thank you for drawing us here. It's no accident that any one of us are here. Open our hearts that we might be changed and transformed by your word. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, today we are in the landscaping business. Actually, God is in the landscaping business because God works through each one of us. God works through you and God works through me to do landscaping. So hang with us as we talk a little bit more about that. First of all, let's look at what dictionary.com says as they define landscaping. It's to improve the appearance of an area of land, a highway, etc as by planting trees, shrubs, or grass, or altering the contours of the ground. Similarly, we change someone's appearance through the planting that we do. So several places in scripture, we read about planting. In, in, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, three of the four uh, books that start the New Testament, the second part of the Bible, the three of the four books that talk about Jesus, who he was, and what he did. In each of those three, each of those three books, each of those three authors tell us a story that Jesus shared with his disciples. It was a story that starts out with Jesus saying, uh, a farmer went out to sow. And then he goes on to tell about this farmer sowing seed. And in those days, they, they kind of scattered, broad scattered the seed rather than plowing, you know, like, uh, not like we do today, but just kind of broad scattered the seed. And he talks not only about seed, but he talks about the soil. And he, he says, a part of the seed fell on the path. And in those days, the path was the common ground between fields that got trampled down so hard by all the walking on it that it was like cement. And, and the seed would fall on the path. Well, it, it couldn't take root because it was just too hard and would get snatched up like the birds. And Jesus made the analogy to someone whose heart is so hard that when we plant kingdom seeds that it just can't take root. And, and the evil one will come and just snatch it away before it can take root. And then Jesus said some of the seed went on the rocky soil. And we think of rocky soil like when we first moved in. I'm trying to plant. I'm pulling up a gazillion rocks. That's not how it is in Palestine. They have a layer like a strata of rock 
just an inch or two uh, in many places underneath the surface. And so that seed would throw down roots quickly because that rock would help it warm up quickly. Uh, it would throw down quick roots, but they couldn't go any place. It would hit that rock, and so you would have quick germination, but those seeds couldn't really, uh, the plants couldn't grow much. They couldn't mature because they would hit that and they would wither and die. And, and Jesus compared that to someone who gets all excited when that seed of Christ is planted in them, but that seed doesn't go very deep. And then that seed of, of good news quickly withers and fades. And, and then he said some of the seed fell along the thorns and weeds. And that's, that's where that seed comes into maybe our soul, but we, we're too distracted with too many other things, things of the world that won't allow that seed to really take root because we're too busy. And that seed then doesn't take root and it also dies. But then Jesus said, but, but some of that seed found the good soil. Some of that seed found the good soil. That's, that's that heart that's prepared, that heart that's ready, that heart that's open. And that he said, some of that seed found this good soil, and, and it returned 160, 30-fold. Wow. That's a good return, huh? Thanks to God. Thanks to God. In the Bible, there's um, a book called Galatians. Galatians was written by the Apostle Paul, and it's in the form of a letter to a church that Paul planted in a place called Galatia. And we're told, we're told this, I'm in Galatians 6, verses 7 through 9. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh. But if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. And so you've heard that before, right? We reap what we sow. You plant corn, what are you going to get? Amen. You plant tomatoes, what are you going to get? Yeah. You plant love, what are you going to get? You plant deceit, what are you going to get? Deceit. So that's yeah. funny because we're like, corn, tomatoes, love, deceit. You know, that feels uncomfortable when we hear if we plant deceit, we reap deceit. Yeah. Never get weary. Never get weary. Plant, plant, plant. God will bring a harvest if we don't give up. Amen. Amen that. So planting is critical. It is crucial to God's kingdom. And God calls us, every single one of us, to be part of that, to plant his seeds, to share the good news, which we talked about last week when we were in the news business. You can go online and listen to that if, if you missed it last week. Um, go to justshowup.church, and then there's um, messages, and you can hear the podcast. Mm. But it's up to us, God calls us, to help plant God's seeds in the kingdom. But you notice today isn't called we're in the planting business. 
We're in the landscape business, and so that includes planting, but it's much, much more. In fact, the landscape business is four Ps, one of which is planting. We're going to also look at the other three. All right, so the first P is planning. Planning. Real landscaping really does involve some planning. It takes time and en energy to look at things, to figure out things. Where do things go? You know, which plants need sun? Which plants should be uh, have more shade? What needs more space? What doesn't need space? What time of year will it bloom? What will look good together? What won't look good together? I mean, there's a big list in terms of planning when it re it's regarding landscaping. And so planning is also an important part of our landscaping, our kingdom landscaping business. And this makes sense since God is a planner, amen? Amen. 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 Go back to Genesis when God was creating everything that is. There was a plan. It's what brought order out of the chaos that existed before. And then we look throughout the Bible, across the board, God and God's people. There's a plan. I love in Jeremiah where God says to the, to the uh, prophet Jeremiah, and it's recorded in that book, for I, know that I have plans, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord to the prophet, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Isn't that just awesome? I love that because he also has plans for you and you and you and you and you and me across the board. Abraham had a plan. Moses had a plan. King David had a plan. Jesus himself, there was a plan. There was a plan. God gave them all plans, and he gives us plans as well. But that's not to say that God's plans don't change sometimes. <laughs> and, and especially if the plan we're working under has more about our plan in it than God's plan in it. <laughs> so here's an example of how the Holy Spirit changed the plans of the Apostle Paul in his travels. Check this out. So they, and that they is Paul and Timothy and Silas, they were missionaries. They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come opposite Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So, passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God called us to proclaim the good news to them. Mm. And so Paul's plans changed, right? As the Holy Spirit blocked, redirected, opened up opportunities that they didn't realize before. And so after planning, the second P is prepping. Prepping. Good landscaping involves preparation. Sometimes it involves moving dirt from one place to another. It involves adding irrigation, uh, fertilizer, lime, peat moss. It might involve preparing plants. You might start seedlings inside, getting them ready for the outside. But there's a lot of prepping involved. And God prepares us for our 
uh, uh, kingdom seeding, planting as well. He, he prepares us. I've, I've shared before that I sometimes have wondered over the years why God waited until I was like 40 for me to go into pastoral ministry. I mean, I gave my first sermon back when I was like 15 at a youth uh, Sunday in my home church. And then I think it was something like, I'm horrible keeping track of years, but I think it was like 20 years later that I preached again when the pastor of that church, we were living in Seaford at the time, but it was up in Newark, pastor of that church was on vacation, my father was in charge of getting the replacements. Alan, would you, okay, I wasn't in ministry, but I got to share the message that day, and then it was another five years or so before I actually, God actually called me into ministry, I mean. I, I, so that time that you preached, is that the one where you talked about planting seeds? It was. It had to and do with mustard seeds. And my sister ended up getting saved. Uh, it's interesting. The children's message had to do with yeah. mustard seed. Her sister was there, and it was. It turned out to be a salvation message for her. Isn't yeah. that wild? Yeah. 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 What a great time. So five years later, you know, I'm like 40, feeling called into ministry, and, and the timing was real interesting since Carrie was just two years into seminary. But anyway... You wonder why the wait, why that point in time? Well, <laughs> I got to admit, God had a lot of prep work to do on this guy. <laughs> a lot of prep work to do, getting me ready for what you do in, in, in this kind of ministry. And, and what I have to look back is God has used everything that I had done, everything who I was up to that point, used all of that as part of the preparation for what I do. I mean, I was an English major, and I got an English degree from the University of Delaware. I taught briefly for four years, but I use that English degree virtually weekly as we prepare an eight to ten page research, persuasive speech paper, a.k.a. Sunday morning message. And I sometimes think my high school English teachers and my college professors, they would be rolling <laughs> thinking that I'm doing a ten page paper every week. You know, I was lucky to get them done when... One in a, you know, a month back then, anyway. And what I learned teaching high school English those four years, you know, I, I, I do a lot of teaching in my role as a pastor. And my 14 years in sales and sales management had a lot to do with working with people. I work with people all the time. We uh, manage people and we work with people. And also, you know, you develop kind of a thick skin in sales. And sometimes in ministry, you got to have kind of a thick skin, especially if you're planting a new church, if you're building a new building up on 301, those things, you know, they can be challenging. And sometimes it's valuable to be, I don't mean thick skin where you're ignorant or anything, but, you know, sometimes you don't let the things eat you up that sometimes would otherwise. Like they do me. Huh? Like they like do they me because I'm the nurse. Yeah. And um, uh, I, over the years, needed counseling. Well, that's been very helpful here in ministry where maybe I can offer some counseling, but it also is helpful for me to realize what my limitations are and where I need to refer someone to someone who truly has the counseling tools that someone might need. Back when I was 20, pre-marriage, it would have been really strange for me to do premarital counseling with couples when I had absolutely no concept of what that was. You know, when I was 40, I'd been married close to 20 years and so I have a little better handle on it. I had a little bit of background in that. And, and, and so I would be, I think, a little better at uh, working with people when they're getting ready to get married. And likewise, uh, at 40, I had four children. So as a father, 
I could understand better the families in my congregations, the, uh, what it takes to support children, but also uh, support a family financially and spiritually. So when I look back, I realize God had a plan. God had a plan, and part of that plan was to take all the time necessary, um, and like I say, with me, it took a lot, all the time necessary to prep me for what I do now, and that's true with you too. God's prepping you for and going to use what has happened in the past, the, those, those mountaintop moments and also some of those challenges that you may wish that you hadn't lived through, but God's going to utilize those in, in, in your um, kingdom work. And, and God's going to do awesome things with those things. And it's just incredible. God knew in my case there was a lot of prep to do, but God did what was necessary so that I could do what I do now. Yeah. Amen. So there are a lot of ways that God preps us, gets us ready. But the two most important ways is through prayer and through reading the Bible. Those two are crucial, critical, absolute in order to know what God's plan is, to know what seeds we need to plant, to know how we're wired, we need to have a relationship, that vertical relationship with God. And that's through prayer, through listening, through sharing the concerns of our heart, and listening, 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 two ears, one mouth, and reading the word of God. It's critical. Somebody in the last service said to me, how do I know it's God? I said, well, it, does it line up with what God says in here? Because if it doesn't, it's your own voice telling you. But if it lines up, then it could be God. We have to know the word of God. So those are ways, the two important ways, that we can do our own prep work in this landscape business. And so... We plan and we prep. Those are the first two pieces. And then, and then we plant, that third P, plant, but not before. If we plan and prep properly, that gives the plants the best possible chance of survival. And it's the same with the planting that we do, the kingdom planting that we get to do. You know, it's like when we planted Connection Church 17 years ago. It didn't just happen. There was a plan. The, the Wilmington District, long before we planted this church, Wilmington District, the United Methodist Church, United, uh, part of this uh, Peninsula Conference, which we were part of, although we were down in the Dover District, Wilmington Conference had done research to see where they needed to start new or restart an old uh, church, and there were like 19 places in this district. No, I'm sorry, nine places mm -hmm. in this district. And this district runs from like uh, Townsend is the bottom of this, goes up to Wilmington, west over to, uh, I guess, the Susquehanna River, yeah, and east to the Delaware River. That, that's this district. Like I say, we were, we were part of the next district south at the time, but they'd done research, and out of those nine places, Middletown was one of them because of the extensive growth, the explosive growth that they saw and foresaw coming in the future. And it's interesting, the district superintendent here was our previous uh, pastor at our church, and, and he knew he was going to pull us up here, and it turned out to, to do that plant. But while that's going on, we weren't even aware of that at the time. We're living in Seaford, and we're serving churches, 
and we would come up from Seaford to Newark because that's where our family was. And we come up one time, and we notice all these new houses over like Liera Farms uh, by the bridge there. And we had just been to a, a leadership summit, and we were going over the summit bridge. And we, and see, Middletown to us was that place we used to have to go through to get to the beach from Newark. You know, that's, and now all of a sudden we're seeing these new homes. Where, and we were going to a bridge, and we said to each other, this would be an awesome place to plant a church. And, and we even named it. We'd, we'd been to the Leadership Summit. We're going over the Summit Bridge. We said, how about Summit Community Church? We didn't even realize that there was a Summit United Methodist Church within a stone's throw of where we oh, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, within I, <laughs> within, uh, within um, a half a mile of where we were on that bridge. You're so funny. We need to stop right now and pray for them. <laughs> God, thank you for Stone's Throw Church there you go. and Amen. for the building that they're doing and for the ministry that they have in all the churches in our area. We just pray that everybody gets connected somewhere and thrives in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. But I'm still going to change it to we were within a half a mile of, 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 uh, of this church called, we didn't even know it would exist. So in 1995, several years before this ever uh, came about, God's planting seeds for us, thinking about planting a church in Middletown, Delaware, unbeknownst that the Wilmington District had those same plans. Right. So then God began prepping us, and we went to more seminars, and we had conversations with people that, you know, do things, you know, move pastors around. And <laughs> we got to, we talked to a, some church planters across the country. There weren't any that we knew of around here. And then the most incredible prepping that God did was right here because you got to know I had my church that I was preaching and he had no his, over here it's all over yeah here. we were like like this in ministry in our own certain and our own special because we places. all have our very distinct style we, and yeah. never the two would meet we're and then God meet. said no 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 and wanted us to come together. And that was really the miracle of all miracles. Because this was going to be a family church. Yeah, yeah. And as our family often were in different directions in different churches down there, and God said, no, no, this is going to be a model. How can it be a model if you guys are in different directions? Yeah. Okay, Lord. Whew. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> so there was lots and lots and lots. And then at the same time, like this is such a big God story because God was prepping a church up the road called Cornerstone United Methodist Church, and that congregation has kingdom, has a kingdom perspective. Mm. And so we were brought on their staff not to pastor that church, but to cast a vision for a new worshiping community. Um, and wow, I mean, that's big. Can you, can you imagine us bringing some pastors in saying, okay, you know, cast a vision for someplace else? That's what they did. That's what they well, did. Well, in addition to that, they put a, a, an idea for a new worship service on hold. They wanted Carrie to help create a new worship service up there. Instead, they said, we need you down there to keep an eye on Alan. And also, they put up like $50,000 over two years to help offset salary so that we could draw. I mean, a fifth of their congregation was coming from Middletown. Now, we didn't draw them away, but we were casting a vision to them to get some, some of their families to help us start. So Isn't it, that wild? It is wild. So at the same time, God is planting seeds and hearts of people at Cornerstone, prepping them. And when the time came, there were 14 families who were 
willing to join us in the start. And it's not because they didn't like Cornerstone, their home church. It's because they felt a missional reason from God. It was missional. And so they stepped out in faith, but the seeds had already been planted. And so 14 families, and now, I mean, this is our third service today. And it's all about God, and it's just incredible. But that's what seed planting does. And so I'm looking around. Anybody here from the original 14 family church start people, stand up. Frank stood up. Barb, uh, Reed, Sarah Drummond, Frank, Reed, am I missing anybody? Okay. We had some earlier services. We had some at each service. And and so we got together and it's like, oh my goodness, what is going on? You know, we're just going to be faithful to God. I need to tell you a story about Frank. So... (laughs) Frank was part of this launch team, and then we decided, because the town of Middletown took Santa Claus through the town at Christmas, we were going to take Jesus through the town. So we got an 18-wheeler, and we had a nativity on the back of the 18-wheeler, and Frank was driving that 18-wheeler, and I'm up in the cab with Frank, and we had people, you know, handing out flyers in the different neighborhoods, and it was really... And he had been assured by Pastor Paul that he didn't have to come down there if he just helped us get it right, started. Right, just needed to help. He could so, stay up at Cornerstone. Yeah, so he's driving, and he looks at me and says, you know, Carrie, this is my last time here. I'm staying at Cornerstone. I'm like, no, you can't, you know, no, Frank. And he goes, yeah, that's what I'm doing but I will be at the launch. So he was at the Christmas Eve launch. And then next week, the following week I saw him. Then the following week I saw him. Then the following week I saw him. And so God God rerouted Frank and Barb Reed because they had this plan and then God rerouted them to be a part of Connection Church. Now between first and second service, Frank's brother comes up to me and says, I know that had to be divine intervention because Frank never changes his mind. <laughs> yeah. Love you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So we've got planning. We've got prepping. We've got planting. We have a final P, and that stands for pruning. Can you say pruning? And then say ouch. Yeah, pruning. Ouch, because pruning is cutting off or removing the dead or even sometimes living parts of a plant to improve its shape, its growth, its production, its overall health. The plant only has so much energy, right? Plants only can get so much energy, so much nutrition to feed on. And if that nutrition is being used to support branches that are dead or dying, branches that are unnecessary, branches that are getting in the way of the health of the larger plant, then those branches, they got to go in order for that energy, that nutrition to go to the healthy branch. And, you know, if you want more flowers, you got to get rid of something to get that energy. If you want more fruit, you got to prune it back. Pruning can also remove portions that have disease, fungus, other types of decay, stopping it from spreading to the healthy parts of the plant. So pruning is really essential in our personal lives. It's not fun, but it is so, so important. God also prunes our church. We've been pruned a number of times, and, and that's important too, and that happens in any kind of business organization oftentimes, but God shapes us, trims us back, you know, 
And it's all done to help us reach our full potential. Jesus talks about this in the book of John, the Gospel of John, and it's um, about the vine and the branches, and I'd like to share that with you right now. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will even be even more faithful, fruitful, I'm sorry, and faithful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain on the what? Vine. We have to stay connected. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And so we're connected to God the Father through Jesus Christ. He's the vine, we are the branches. And we can only bear fruit when we're connected to Jesus. That's what we're told. We can only bear fruit when we're connected to Jesus. And furthermore, God is going to prune us as necessary in order that we bear more fruit, better fruit. And he's going to trim us. He's going to trim us back, That take off that which is dead or unhealthy in us. And it's not easy. In fact, it can be downright painful because it involves having to come face to face in those areas of our lives that maybe aren't our finest moments. <laughs> it might not be moments, it might be days, it might be weeks, it might be months, it might be years. Those areas that need attention because we're not giving them our best. God is pruning me right now. Hard is to admit, he's pruning me primarily to be a better husband. And, and I realize out of that, uh, even though it's not, uh, I'll be a better husband, I'm also going to be a better father, a better grandfather, a better friend, a better pastor, a better follower of Jesus Christ. Now, I'll be closer to what God intended when God first thought of me way, way, way back whenever that happened. Again, it's not easy. It's painful having to look in the mirror, so to speak, analyzing those areas that need attention, where I haven't done my best, where I could do and be better, or I need to tune in more. But looking at this, challenging and painful as it is, I thank God for that pruning. Because it's the only way that this plant, me, is going to produce the best fruit possible. The fruit that God created me to produce. So praise the Lord. Amen. So the question, the question for us today, how is your kingdom landscaping, landscape business going? How is your kingdom landscaping business going? What are the plans that God has for you? Are you obedient to the plans? Are you fighting those plans? I have spent a lot of time fighting God's plans, and there are days when I continue to do that, absolutely. But it's so important to really, my plans don't work ultimately. It's always God's plans that are right, no matter how much I don't want to go that way. What's God trying to tell you? How is God getting your attention? And if you know the plans, and, and how do you know the plans? Well, it's reading scripture and and praying and having a uh, 
friends that are positive accountability friends that are godly that can can help with all that but if you know the plans how's the preparation going are you obedient to the prepping that god is doing in your life you know are you ready to receive that prepping and if there's plans and there's prepping how's the planting going are you out there planting some kingdom seeds? However it is that God designed you to do that. You know, God has gifted us each in a different way. We, the spiritual gifts, you know, some of us have similar, like Carrie and I have a couple similar spiritual gifts, but many that are different. Um, but in addition to that, how has God, um, uh, what's the passion he's given you? What's the style he's given you? You may have the exact same gift, but you have a passion for a very different area of of seed planting, or your style could be night and day different from somebody else. Uh, we have 10 people here who uh, yesterday, or, yeah, yesterday went through uh, the network class, which helps you realize your uh, spiritual gifts, your style, your um, passion, and help you realize where God might be calling you to do that, that uh, planting business. And from what I understand, this was a great class, and the people in it uh, got some real insights into what, what, where they might be called to do some planting. Yeah, so that planting is absolutely crucial. But then we also get to that fourth P. And that fourth P stands for what? Pruning. pruning. Ouch! Pruning. And how's the pruning going? Are you enjoying that? <laughs> How is God trimming you up? cutting out the dead stuff or the diseased places, making sure the energy you have is producing all it can in you. How is God seeing to it that you are all God intended when God first thought of you? You know, this kingdom landscape business, it's big business. It's serious business. It's nothing to be taken lightly because the kingdom planting business has eternal consequences. It has eternal results. When we do kingdom planting, wow, it, it, it could change somebody's life for eternity. Wow. Think about what God has allowed us to be a part of. How, how just powerful that is, how just awesome God allows us to be part of that process. And, and, so, and so God uses us, uses you and me to plant those seeds, to care for those plants, to help them mature and to thrive. And the question is, are we, are we up for the challenge? Are, are we doing all we can to meet the challenge that God offers to us? Are we making sure our kingdom landscape business is all it can be? I'm going to take a moment and just say it starts with realizing that for God so loved you that he gave his one and only son to save us from ourselves, to save us from our sin, to realize that there is a power so much greater than we are, than we could even fathom, and a love that is so big that we can't even conceive it 
we can't even conceive it. And if you're trying to understand it, just stop. Just accept it. Just believe it. Just receive it. And it's then when we receive that incredible love that God uses us in this landscaping business to plant seeds, to bear fruit that makes a difference in God's kingdom, in God's world. If you have any questions about this, Mike and Maria are in the back and they would love to talk with you or pray with you about this. Connection, we are in the landscaping business. So let's embrace that and get to work. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for the opportunities we have to, to share, uh, to spread seed. And we don't even have to know how all that grows. We're just called to do it. And help us bear good fruit. Fruit, uh, peace, and patience, and kindness, and self-control, gentleness, and, and those the good fruit. Help prune us, Lord, if there isn't good fruit. Amen. Take that rotten stuff away. Step on our toes, God. That's a, a brave prayer. I'm going to pray for myself. Just step on my toes and cut the stuff away that doesn't need to be there. And God, thank you that we have an opportunity for kingdom building through seed planting. We give this time to you in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.